We would just like watch SNL and like drive around and like eat Twizzlers. <laughs> and when I tell people this, they're like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, really." With like, your beret? I mean, totally. <laughs> like listening to like some Counting Crows. Or <laughs> seriously, seriously. Hello, sweet friends, and welcome to the Vandaltron Curious World Podcast. <laughs> the other day, I saw a flyer for a happiness workshop, and it made me think, wow, you never see, uh, you never see any information about a sadness workshop. Uh, maybe, maybe that's uh, telling of, uh, of happiness. Uh, in our our life that we do have to work for it and it's okay you know I I think uh, there's so many things that bring us down or um, so many things that that make us want to put up walls that uh, you have to work for happiness and some of us you know put in work and inadvertently make ourselves miserable I mean it's all a choice so choose wisely, as they say. Um, you know, uh, happiness is is not something that you just wake up and do cartwheels. It's it's a state of mind, and it's you know it's a choice. Um, I don't want to uh, prolong this podcast episode with a long introduction because it doesn't need one. Um, this is my guest today is. Uh, the amazing Karen Young. This is, really is one of my my favorite uh, podcast episodes that I've that I've done. It was just free flowing, and Karen is she's amazing. She's an amazing soul, super vibrant, and you're gonna fall in love with her. I guarantee it. Um, or your money back. What, what, what the fuck are you complaining for? This shit's free, free entertainment. Anyway, uh, relax, sit back, or if you're walking, adjust your earbuds. And uh, enjoy my lovely conversation with Karen Young. The love is a poor man's food, no proper sign. I could hold you in my arms. Oh, you're welcome. That's great. Um, I asked the guy. I asked the guy what to get. What's a, what's a good one for podcasts? Well, I didn't say that. Because I... <laughs> But, you know, I said something that's easy drinking. I don't know. Where'd you get that? Right here. At, um, what is it, Uva, right? Does that still exist? Uva, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Cool. I always, because you know, I always see that as UVA, Mm because I grew up in Virginia. Well, partially University. Yeah. Virginia. It's just, yeah. No. Okay. So the VA is the Virginia part. Okay. So I see that as UVA. I'm like, I don't want to go in, like, Into UVA. Right. I'm like, So actually... Um, so I know you went to the North Carolina School of Arts, right? That's right. Yeah. So how was that? So before, okay. wait, wait. So before you get into that, so <laughs> UVA. The reason why I don't go into that wine store. This is actually, oh, no. this is actually perfect setting. Okay. So I grew up in Boston, but then I um, my then my parents moved to Virginia, and mm-hmm. so there was like more misery. And then, but I I was where applied, in Virginia? South. Um, okay. Near like Williamsburg. Okay. Ironically, I moved to Williamsburg, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but Williamsburg, Newport News, <laughs> okay. that area, okay. um, ship, like the shipyard building okay. area. Um, 
So I started applying to schools in, you know, uh, Virginia as well as Massachusetts. And then UVA has this program where you can, you know, incoming prospects can, can check out the school. You can spend sure. the night. Sure. So I thought like, Hey, that's, that's cool. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Oh God. And so the guy that I was with was like this super like frat guy. He, sure. I mean, he was very nice, but he was like super frat. And at that time I was like, you know, into like Jim Jarmusch and like, I was kind of like, like, you were like, the artsy guy. Yeah, I'm like, who am I? Like, I have something important to say. And you like, like, you pictured yourself like in a like student union, like drinking like a million cups of coffee and smoking like a million cigarettes. Yeah, we- wearing like a turtleneck and sure. like being all black. So yeah. like this, but this dude, like he took me to a pool hall. He's like, dude, you can have so much fun here. I'm like, I just, cause at that time I thought like maybe I'll be like an English lit major here. Sure. And I'm like, I, I'm already miserable. <laughs> but like, he, again, he was he was nice. He was just he his brand of fun wasn't mine, and I felt bad that I just couldn't get into it because he was such a nice guy. And then he ended up like getting sick and like vomiting and passing out or something. What did you do? But my my stuff was in his dorm, so yeah. I didn't and I wasn't like very familiar with the area, so I didn't know I didn't know where I was, and I didn't know how to get back to my his Were dorm room or my with stuff. Him solely? Yeah, I met him, and he was like, bro, well, there's, like, an orientation for us, and then he, like, he had so much, like, he was into it. Like, some people are like, yeah, whatever, like, you can crash with me. But he was definitely into it. He's like, bro, like, me and you, bro. Bro. Bros. And then he he got sick and, like, threw up or cast out or whatever. I'm like, what the, like, now what do I do? Yeah. So I just kind of, like, (laughs) I, like, walked around campus, and, uh... Yeah, like these these girls actually just took me in and like so then of course yeah like seventeen year old me I'm like oh yeah but no it was more like it was more like pat on the head yeah and then like um, they were like yeah you can stay, like stay like stay with us so I ended up staying with them like just in their dorm yeah but it was very like little brother vibe but still and then, like you like, can go back you could go back home and like really, yeah. you could really play that out but yeah. I was like super like uber self important like okay. I have I have like stuff to do yeah and I was just like okay I've never I'm never doing I'm never coming back here again right um anyways so, oh my gosh <laughs> and, and Jess that's what that that wine store reminds me of yeah sorry it, was, it wasn't yeah. funny and it even made it longer so no it's funny because it's funny you say that because like I was also sort of like the artsy kid or I was definitely that kid like there's a picture of me like in a beret at some <laughs> point like as a teenager like seriously and then I went and auditioned, and I can't remember, in Florida, they have a pretty good drama program, like in Tallahassee, but I can't remember, like, you So you went? Yeah. Because you're you're from Texas, right? I'm from Texas, that's right. So you were so determined that you went to Tallahassee? Well, no, I just, I was like, I was like, where are the good programs that are, for drama that are like closest to home. I don't know. I was very concerned about that. Oh, you mean this is post high school? Yeah, no, this is like during high school when like when you're looking for colleges. And I went, Were you in musical theater? No, not really. Uh-huh. Not, well, not you, you had the beret. I'm just trying to get the image. I know. I think I was more like trying to be like artsy, but like, I don't know. Like kind fr- of sad, French New Wave. Like sad or yeah, or like <laughs> poetry and all of this. But I, I don't think I was wearing a beret when I went and visited, thank God. But like, 
Um, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, no. So I interrupted you. No. So the Tallahassee was a conservatory? It's not a conservatory, but it was like, a, a, they had a secondary program where you could audition to get in. So I auditioned for like their conservatory-ish program. I, I, I can't say it's like technically a, a conservatory because I think you also had to take like all those core academics and stuff like that. But it was an audition only program. It's like, it's like either you could be a drama major or you could be like a select drama major or something. And like, forgive me for like totally messing this up. It's been too long, but I went with my dad and like, you know, I auditioned, I looked at the school, everything was great. Like we went and had dinner at like Olive Garden or whatever, which is That's a fabulous. cherry on the top of Fabulous, just a fabulous success. evening and we're driving around and I start to see all these like drive-through like beer barn places and like drive-through Oh yeah, stores. the brew-through. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, and I was just like, I really took a hard look at all those and I was like, I don't think this is the right place for me. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, what if someone tries to take me to the drive-through beer barn? <laughs> What was, was, your, like, was your dad into it? I, I don't think he... He may not have noticed, like I noticed, but I was like secretly like taking stock of everything, you know? I get the impression if your dad took you out there, he was yeah. supportive, that he Sup wanted supportive, you to... Supportive, most definitely. Like, I am an only child, so like, I, you know, he's very supportive, and I also there was nothing, no one else to like, you know, focus any other energy on, so it's just me, so... Yeah. Do you do you feel like um, you fit the the paradigm of the only child? Yeah, um, in a way I do. I feel I'm not a good sharer, <laughs> <laughs> and I never like I'm a secret like hoarder. Like I'll be like I'll be like oh yeah, here are these M and M's. Have some M and M's, but like I'm secretly thinking like don't take the green ones <laughs> or like whatever. Like that's. That's who I am. So they, I have that. I'm not like spoiled, I guess. But I think. I mean, yeah. I, and I'm weird. I think that's an only child thing. Like weird. You know, kind of an, an individual, kind of like in my own world. How was your interaction with uh, friends who had siblings? Did they become your friends too? Sure. Yeah. And then I like wanted to like silently like observe their lives and kind of like be like, oh, like oh, they're fighting with their sister. It's so strange if I had a sister like I probably wouldn't fight with her because I'm so <laughs> grateful that I had a sister and I'd like love just sitting in with my friends and, and, and they're like siblings and they're like and I was like from a single parent family homes too so it's like I love sitting like with them and their parents and like trying to understand like what this like typical family sort of situation was and this is this is in Texas yeah. So, I'm sorry, what city? Um, I grew up in Arlington, Texas, which is uh, right in between Dallas and Fort Worth. Okay, what was that like? Um, pretty suburban, yeah, but like some access to culture and, and things like that. So you, you yeah. grew up with your mother? I grew up with my father, yeah, yeah. That's unusual in American culture. Yeah, Un unusual. Did well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the, the circumstances, but no. Yeah, it. I mean, I, did you say it was usual or unusual? Unusual. Yeah, it. It, it was unusual. Um, my mother passed away when I was five years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. See, so that, that was, was kind of the, the, No, that was the kind of situation. So it was like just me and my dad for a long time. He only recently got remarried. Congratulations to dad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's how's like five that? Five years. Great. Great. Do you have like what are they called? Step siblings? I don't. So like, what's she like? 
She's great. She's really friendly and like a beautiful person. I can tell you this whole thing. Um, the whole story is that my stepmother, I was actually named after her. <laughs> okay, so here we go. So my, so she introduced my parents. Um, her husband and my dad were frat brothers at the University of Texas. Well, I thought you were going to say UVA. No, <laughs> at UVA. Um, so, and she took a class that my mother was teaching. My mother was a teacher, and she was teaching like a at Texas. Uh, no, I think this was like an outside sort of thing, like a technique on how to teach children to read. So my mother was teaching this class, and um, my stepmother, Karen, came to the class, met my mom, and said, you know, I know someone whose last name is Young, too, because my mother's name was Ruth Young. Wow. Okay. It's just, it's just <laughs> so weird and convoluted. So, like, she introduced my parents... And my dad's name is Mark, so Mark Young and Ruth Young, and they hit it off. And um, that would have been, but that must have been so easy, like in terms of like filing like taxes and things like that. And like, she's I don't, like, I don't know, is it or or is it more difficult? When people I, change I guess you their don't name, have to change your name. Well, when people do change their name, I, I've yeah. heard that like you have to go to the DMV. It's That's a real true. Big headache. Get a new ID. Like she never had to go, get a new ID. Any of this, I never thought about that. But yeah, must have made things simple. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that happened, and then. Um, so they're like couple friends, and um, my my mother passed away when I was five, but I was still really close. We were still really close with them, Karen and her husband Bill. How did she? If you, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. How did she pass away? Um, my mother was was very ill, um, and so she she passed away. And um, yeah, so Karen and Bill were close family friends, and I knew Karen all when I was growing up. Is it, was it kind of weird for you as a kid to, like, you're, you, you have my name? No, I think I think it's normal to have a namesake, right? I don't know. It's a tradition in my family that, like, the girl gets named after the mother's best friend. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. What's your, what's your ethnic background? Um, I, I'm mostly British, I think, from, like, way, way, way back when. Okay. So, like, um, on one side, I'm, like, I could apply to be Daughters of the American Revolution, on another side, um, people came over on the Mayflower. And another side, yet another side, um, I think we were sent over, like John Young was sent over as a criminal from England. Oh, it's John messing up the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. America, what a punishment. So that's that's my background. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So let's get back to Karen. No, okay, Karen, yeah. so, how do we refer to her? Just Karen? Karen. Karen number one? Karen, my, my stepmom. Okay. Karen. Usually when I talk to people, I don't mention it because like, then you have to go into the whole story, but it's kind of an interesting story. It's I mean, fascinating. Yeah, so, so I knew her all when I was growing up, and when I was in college, her, her she lost her husband, and he was really ill. And she turned to my dad and said, how did you deal with this grief of losing a spouse? And they became closer friends. And then a romance blossomed. And did they try to keep that from you? Or was that pretty um, out in the open? I'm or? not sure. I felt like they told me pretty soon after it happened. And I was in college when all this was happening. Um, and it made sense to me. Like, it just made total sense. And you had no issue with it. You were no. like, Dad, be happy. Yeah, totally. I mean, he didn't date a lot or, like, see many people. 
I think he was mainly focused on, you know, raising me. So to see him with someone, great. And someone I know, even easier to adjust to, right? In a way. Well, I don't know. Well, in I a mean, way, she was like always a mother figure to me. Like she took me to like, you know, mother daughter functions. Like she was kind of, she would always stand in. in that was way. that was after her husband passed. No, like before, like she would just. Did she have any kids? She didn't have kids. She mm -hmm. was a teacher, so those were... What'd she teach? Her kids. She taught math. Brave soul. I know, right? <laughs> God, how can you teach we math? We need more like her. I'm like, I'm always thinking, like, every time I see her, I'm like, why did you retire? What, like, to, like, was it like algebra, her. geometry, or...? That's a good question. It was just like, like, or just like the I think the it was like elementary general. school level, like, up until, like, pre-algebra, I'm not sure. In Arlington. Yeah, if she listens to this, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. she she's, she's like wringing her fist, like, she's God like, damn it, you know me. You don't know me. Yeah. Like, um, you know my fucking math. Well, I'm not a math person, so, <laughs> you know, I never got too involved, I guess, in that. No, she taught in Dallas, like, in like a private school, like, a nice yeah, I just, school. It's just, I, that's like a, a profession that I can't imagine anybody in the past. Gosh, in like the past 30 years of like, I want to go into academia with specific math, mathematics. Yeah, I no. just, but maybe like, engineering, but like that's just, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, like I said, that's just, maybe should be more, more of her. But like you and I could go teach math if we wanted to, to children, right? We know basics, we know math basics. I, I, would, I would need I would be like that guy in the in the have you ever spent time with teachers well, obviously sure. you're, yeah. you're yeah certainly so I um so one of my 60,000 jobs that I've had in in New York is mm -hmm. that I worked at Trinity Trinity is a uh as a very prep school? yeah it's a real posh yeah um, private school K and through where 12. is that in the in the Bronx upper upper west side upper it's west like side. I want to say oh, that's like, Fieldston. That's in the a hundred and it's almost like it's like ninety one and Broadway. Okay. And I mean, like Katie Kirk's kids go there. Sure. Like Giuliani's kids went there. And what did you teach there? No, no, no. I I was oh. in de I was in development. Oh, okay. So and then but they they kicked me around because they knew like I was an actor and they were like, hey, he'll do anything. So I did like I worked in development and worked in admissions. Worked in admissions. That was fun because like some sometimes uh, parents would come in for their. Um, their interview and like I would be there to greet them but they didn't know who I was and because so they would like kiss my ass I would be like settle down you can save the kiss did they ass. bring you gifts they were like yeah they would like like what's your email I want to follow up with you I'm like, oh sure no not to it's complete. big business oh the whole private school thing is like Oh my god, it's I, tremendous! Here. I get overwhelmed like every time I hear someone even telling a story about how to get into like a public, like a preschool. Oh yeah, because they so they're that on this, is like huge. It's it's this whole thing of like you're you're on track. Yeah. Like if you if your kid doesn't get on like a like a Tony preschool in New York City, then they'll never get into Duke. You're serious. Or, yeah. or wherever. Oh, great. It makes you feel like, wow, did I ever have a chance to get into Duke? Yeah, I had no... I had no chance, Yeah, I had, right? like... Uh, <laughs> I, uh... I actually didn't even want to go to college until, like, I just... I, like, I didn't really turn it on until, like, really? my... Really? Until, like, 11th grade. Okay. Um, well, for me, I was, uh... I was in, like, a lot of remedial classes, and I mm -hmm. didn't know why. And, uh... 
Um, I just figured like, oh, I'm dumb, and I couldn't because I had problems reading and everything. And I remember I was in a dentist's office and I was reading a, an interview with Cher, mm-hmm. and she was talking about her uh, dyslexia and she talked about her symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I have this. And then I did like a diagnostic test on my own, and, yeah. and they so this this. Where did you get that? There was like a center that you could take, okay. um, like. In in by that yeah so the, by this time I was in high school so I was in Virginia, and so that said uh, like do you yeah so you did like you you have dyslexia you want to talk to your parents or everything I went no 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 that's fine, and then um, I mean I was in remedial classes but I was just like I don't give a fuck I don't care right you know what I mean like not a school person you, you just know, well, or you thought no, right? I didn't really like I didn't know what I wanted I just thought maybe I want to be a sailor or something or just okay. like I don't you know I just knew that I wanted to leave the town I didn't, yeah. wanna, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and then uh, and then but that was a light bulb for me not that sure. I'm a huge share fan but it was like <laughs> oh well okay I get it now like uh, okay this makes sense yeah. and then and you know, I was also what? too pressuring. Like my parents are like, you know, we want you to go to college. You know, you should, you know. And then that was when I started thinking about like, you know, performing arts and and film and stuff like that. Okay. And I started getting into. Um, was that a reaction of finding out this new? Did that like catapult you into the arts or no? It was kind of percolating because I thought like the arts were something that. Like I always was fascinated with, like a kid is fascinated with like living on Mars, but it's not something you could ever do. Right. But then when I realized that that I'm not, I think a lot of times when you have this label as a as a kid or a young adult, you're like you kind of deflect it of like yeah whatever. Hmm. And I had this badge on me of like yeah I'm I'm stupid whatever I don't care. Hmm. And I remember, I distinctly remember, in, I think it was like second grade, where you have to do, there was a, te- like, you know how you have like two, or in my, in my elementary school, you had like two homerooms, and you had, they were called teams, okay. and then you would switch, like the teachers would stay, and then the, so like, right. so like one teacher specialized in science, and they, and she yeah. would like take all the kids. Yeah, we had that, I think. So we had this one test. And it was like to tell the clocks of like, you know, longhand, shorthand of like, sure. you know, what time it is. Yeah. And the prize was that you would watch The Hound of Baskervilles. Okay. And Good. I, that was my favorite. I was really into <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. And if you failed, then you would be in this other room. Oh, and I'm like, no. yeah, so I'm like, what I. What was it? What happened in the other room? <laughs> hang on. So I'm like, I'm gonna pass. Like, I'm just gonna sure. do it because I want to watch. The, like, I, I already know this story. I'm, I was a huge fan of, of of Sherlock Holmes, and I tried so hard, and I, I didn't. I so I failed. Oh no. And so I just remember all the kids would like were lining up to that room, and I just remember they they brought in a popcorn machine. I was what? like, what the fuck? Was this a psychological experience? And then, and then like, and then the teacher, like, the teacher pointed to me and, and like all these other kids and like, whoop. And like, it was, it was like the tension. It was like, it's so it was rude. like that scene from like some kind of wonderful when he has to like meet the skinhead. Aww. And I was just like there with all these other kids and like, and they were like, what are you doing here? I thought you were smart. I'm like, I'm not smart. But so that was in the indication to me where like. So I kind of lay, I kind of brushed it off. I'm like, I'm not smart. I'm just like you guys. And you're like, yeah, man. Hmm. And so rather than feeling 
I could go either way. I could go one way of like I suck, and yeah. and and part of me did feel that way. But then also I felt like using you know putting on that armor of like I don't give, I don't care. Yeah, the cool. Yeah, like the cool route. Yeah, and you guys like, don't care. I don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, middle like, finger. Like, uh. Right. So that that stayed with me for a long time. Of like mm-hmm. I I can't tell time. You know I can't do this and that. And so, all right, so to circle back and so, like, you know, cartoons and movies and, like, all these, like, artistic endeavors were something that, like, I aspired to. Right. That, like, oh, wow, that's great, but, you know, that's, that's like somebody that lives somewhere else or that does something else. That's just not for me. Hmm. And, but I, it was definitely an interest for me. And then I guess, like, you know, maybe being diagnosed or, or maybe it was just something it was partly that, but also partly like, well, when I graduate high school, I, I have I can't stay here. I need to go somewhere. Yeah. So I should probably go to college. Right. So then, when I was once I was diagnosed, I think that was like that was my sophomore year, and then I started like I so I, I would I said how do I elevate to to get out of these remedial classes? Right. So my guidance counselor said, well, there's these AP classes you can take, you know, like that's the highest. Sure. And I don't know why, but I was just so, like, arrogant, and I just felt like... No, because he, he actually recommended take the normal, like, classes, sure. right? And then I said, well, no, I'm going to the AP. So I took the requirement. So I went from remedial to AP. What? Going into, going into like, my second semester of my sophomore. That's a then, big jump. I mean, at my school, that was a big... Well, he was... a the, big jump. But it was, it was a big jump for me culturally... Right, because, that's what I'm saying. That too, right? Because you're like in in mo- like in remedial classes, you're it's basically like detention where you've yeah. got kids who are like, you know, in my at least in my town, you had kids who are like, you know, like into like metal or just mm-hmm. like fucking around mm-hmm. or you know, like into like hardcore like rap or whatever. And then I catapulted into uh, into these classes. Where these kids all knew each other. That's what I felt like. Right. I felt lonely. Like all these kids knew each other Very since clicky. like yeah. I, they felt like they, they and they're all in competition with each other too. And they cheated like crazy. What? That's the thing that I noticed. I'm like, hey, oh. did you know that? Like in terms of homework or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, they're not that smart. So I had a chip on my shoulder. I'm like, they're sure. not that smart. And um, yeah, and it just like d- d- different conversations would come up, and like I just felt like I was always being judged, mm-hmm. and that just fueled me of like I got to get out of this town, mm-hmm. and I just felt like then I started realizing like maybe college is a better route than working on an oil rig, yeah, <laughs> or, like, or like going to Alaska or something. Okay, you got, like you could you could have been a cowboy. I. So my genre of me of, of like that was my favorite genre growing up. Is sure. Like, is like you know like Clint Eastwood and like yeah. Magnificent Seven, like Western cop like cowboy movies. Those were like so I did aspire to that, and I yeah. thought I would dream of like Texas, and I would dream of like the Midwest, and like I was like, man, I really would want to go there, and I don't know what I do, because you know, I, I think if I didn't go to college, I think I would just kind of like spin that empty Coke bottle wherever the map was, and sure. I think I would do that that wanderlust thing. But I didn't, and my first impulse was to go, was to go to New York, and I applied to NYU, and then I was waitlisted, and I was like, well, but then I got into Emerson, which was like, right. and then I was familiar with Boston, and I said, so I felt like, well, this is all, maybe this is all kind of like predestined to come back, mm-hmm. so then I went there. Do you mind if I ask you, you know, because my 
association with Emerson is like Brett Easton Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> was it like that? Was it like? Was it like? Uh, I forget which what is which it? which um, uh, which which book does he force, reference? Force of Attraction is that what it? Laws is? of Attraction. Well, is it? I don't know. Yeah, Laws of Attraction. The oh, okay. yeah yeah. Um, well, every school I think feel like has its own narcotic. Like like UVA, for sure. instance, I feel bad for. I I, I have nothing against University of Virginia, so UVA like their narcotic is definitely alcohol. Sure. Um, uh, Emerson is weed. Okay. Yeah, non like that's all it was. So it was the books make you feel like it's everything. Uh, have you read this book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's crazy. I went through my my Brett Easton Ellison phase. Okay, okay, so yeah. like, um, I really like got into him, and then I like, okay, I'm done. I don't yeah. need to read him anymore. Yeah. Um, I definitely respect him though. Sure. But um, well, the thing about Emerson, it was like it was weird because it was you had a, a, well, it was a predominant like you know people dressed up like Beetlejuice. But then you also had the like. Wait, this... there was there was a lot of people dressed up like Beetlejuice. <laughs> well, you know, like this like hardcore like. like Goth? No, no, no. I just no. I meant oh. like, like performance art. Like sure. I'm, I'm strange. Look at me. Like yeah, guy in cape, etc. Yeah, yeah. But there's also like this weird faction of right wingers that mm. were there too. Like really? Yeah. It was kind of. It was definitely strange. Um, uh, and I, I don't know where that came from, and I don't know like how. But they were there. They were definitely like right wingers hmm. there for maybe just, because like, it's Boston. Basically, they just smoke too much pot to get into brown or whatnot. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know. Well, what I've learned <laughs> here. Okay, so um, so I recently had somebody this is on all judgy, like all no, no. stereotypes. I recently, so I recently had somebody on that went to Emerson, and so we started talking about like their our mutual experience. Like, oh, what so people that don't. It, so there, I, I get two reactions: people who have no idea what Emerson is, or people are like, you know, put it up there with like Yale. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that went to other schools in Massachusetts is they, for some reason, didn't get into Emerson, which I find mm. like just bizarre because there were a lot of like eccentric, uh, just flat out weird, like, like. Uh, you're not going to contribute yeah. really much to society, kind of individuals, and a lot of followers too. But um, what? What? So what? How about North Carolina? What was that like for you? Um, that was a that was a culture shock, I think, for me. Like, I when I was in high school, I was like very into like not going to parties because like if you went to a party, then you could get a like ticket, and then you couldn't be in the place, and that was like my number one thing. Which was what? To be in the place, you know, just to be able to act and, like, not get on some sort of, like, academic probation or anything like that. So, like, my 100%, like, my full focus was to, you know, be able to, like, fully contribute to the theater department. And, like, so that that was a big thing. And I guess there was this whole other subsect of people who were, like, actually having, like, a high schoolish experience and having fun. And I was more, like, going to rehearsal. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. This is high school or this is... High school, yeah. So, like, that was my high school experience. And, like, I hung out with, like, five or six kids that were, like, also straight edge-ish. And, like, we would just, like, watch SNL and, like, drive around and, like, eat Twizzlers. (laughs) And when I tell people this, they're like, 
uh, really? And I'm like, yeah, really. With like, your beret? I mean, totally. <laughs> like, listening to, like, some Counting Crows. Or <laughs> seriously, seriously. And, like, you know, getting, like, burritos from, like, Taco Bell or something. <laughs> like, that, like, very innocent. And so, like, I go to school and, you know, it's an art school and it's very, like, I, I feel, I get in and I feel like everyone has, like, a ton of life experience. North Carolina. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. So did your did your dad go to that um that did your dad go with you to check that out or he did, did that... he did yeah and I got in and I was like I, I I saw some of the classes and I was like taken around and I was like this shit looks hard and then I was like <laughs> what oh. city is it in it's in Winston Salem North Carolina it's near like which is in the Triad area like, like near Wake Greensboro. Forest yeah in the same city as Wake Forest but it's like this like state art school. That's like yeah, but you you run the triad of like NC State and North sure. Carolina and yeah, and it's affiliated with uh, University of North Carolina, um, so it's affiliate of that. And even now, when I went there, it was called um, NCSA North Carolina School of the Arts. Now it's UNCSA for University of North oh. Carolina School of the Arts. I don't know. So I get there and like I'm in a conservatory and there's like 30 people and I feel like. They're all really advanced, and they all have a lot of life experience, and they have a, all have a lot of tr- to contribute. And I was more like, "Oh, I like plays. <laughs> <laughs> have you read this play?" And people were like, "Yeah, so what?" Like, and they wanted to like go out and drink, and like everyone was like really quick friends. And I was like, "I miss all my old friends. Like, I miss like watching SNL. <laughs> Do you want a Twizzler?" <laughs> so. That was sort of that was sort of a culture shock for me, and it like I really had to like catch up really quickly, and I resisted really hard at first, and like only hung out in my dorm room with like my you know ballet dancer roommate, like listening to like whatever songs we could find on like Napster or whatever, like trying to make each other laugh by like downloading Napster, and then like by the second year I came around and I was like, oh, like I really have to participate. Because we had a cut program, you know. What were what was the focus uh, in terms of the performing arts? It, it's a little bit of everything. So, like fully rounded. So I was taking music classes. I was taking movement. I was taking dance. I was taking stage combat. I was taking mask, um, and like acting as well. We had a film unit, just like a, we had a period and style unit, Shakespeare, just everything, and. You know, it's a conservatory, so you're doing that, what, from 10 to 7 every day? And then, like, your academics are, like, early in the morning. Like, the, the core curriculum. The like. core, core, I say core curriculum with, like, quotation marks, because you really only had to take a few academic classes to, like, really get through. So everybody's there for performing arts or there's other things too? Other things too. So there was um, a design and production school. Um, was that, was that like, like Parsons-esque? Was it Parsons? Uh, I don't know. There was like stage, like stage oh, design. Oh, so it's all, and, like, it's all moving toward like theater. Not necessarily because they also had dance programs. They had a modern dance program and a ballet program. They had, um, music programs both vocal and this instrumental um so, well, so what was that like for you to go from you know your your town in arlington right. and driving around and just kind of like yeah. you know being content in that that you know little fish tank to being in this environment that's so concentrated of 
it's almost like it you know it's like a new a new world right it, it was in a way and like people i don't know i keep saying it felt like people had life experience but i felt like people were just like a little bit more advanced and i was like a little bit more sheltered like one of the things i had to do like right away is you have to take this class where like you have to like roll around and like touch each other and like cry like people were crying like it was all like acting with like no no vocals like it was like movement improv and like emotional improv like and I'm rolling around like try, like my eyes closed like trying not to touch people like just scared out of my mind <laughs> did you feel you were the only one going through that or did you feel like everybody was committed I definitely felt like like I was the only one that was going through that. I probably wasn't, but I was like, oh, everyone's so comfortable with one another. And I was the type of person where I'd like accidentally brush against you and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt that way too a lot of, you know, a lot about, you know, it, it performing arts and academia. I felt like it was almost very dogmatic in the sense of like, there was a, you know, I don't want to be a tea kettle. And then I see like in the sense of like, yeah, we're like almost doing like yoga poses and like, I just would look around and like, does anybody think like that maybe this is like dog shit? No. Yeah. And no. then like, and but everybody like they have like these glazed looks of like you know listen to the guru. I'm like, all right, whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and there was definitely like, and then like you'd get out and you heard you, you know heard someone say like once like at lunch they're like oh today I ate a banana and then I screamed and cried and I was like okay like so some people like some people are not fully buying into it. There's like a level of cynicism that like people are feeling about this, and I'm like okay I can kind of get behind that like. So maybe I'll go in there and maybe I'll like cry a little bit or yell at someone or try to touch someone, God forbid, <laughs> you know? It's like, a, it was a weird situation. So what, but, so what was life like and uh, like what'd you guys do for fun? Um, people party a lot. I, yeah, well I would imagine in that, it's a, cause it's a traditional campus, right? In a way, I think it's like, it's smaller, definitely not Gosh, I think it was like what, like two thousand people total um, on campus, and that included like a high school program for dance. Wow. Yeah, so like a boarding school sort of situation for like they had a boarding school for ballet and for drama for high school students. So I mean, it was really insular. Like a lot of people, like if they weren't living on campus, lived in a house that was like nearby, um, and so there were a lot of parties. And but I. I kind of went, but kind of didn't, you know? I was, like, watching, like, Dirty Dancing, like, <laughs> like, you know, 100th time. I was such a, a I was just a, a lame fuck in college. I didn't, really? I didn't, didn't, I didn't drink at all. Well, um, I mean, people who listen to the show know I'm pretty transparent. So my, um, I have a lot of, there's substance abuse issues and mm -hmm. that runs in my family. So I, w I fell along the line of like that, you know, the, the, the after school house special that if you have one drink that you become a werewolf. Oh, totally. So I didn't, I didn't drink at all. Yeah. So I just, that, that just wasn't my thing. And I just was like, I'd rather just watch, um, you know, Willow on, you know, on, <laughs> on DVD in my yeah, dorm room yeah. or something. And I just, I never felt like I missed out. Even today, like I, it just you wasn't know. like, well, when I moved to New York, I kind of said, look, I want to participate. I want to reinvent myself. Okay. So then that's when, I, I, yeah, it took me to move to New York to really started like drinking and stuff. But yeah. like, even th then, 
it w- I, I didn't. I wasn't into it, and I just felt like I just was. I was a different person. So yeah. I didn't ex- have the traditional college experience of like. And what were you doing for fun? Like watching a lot of movies. Like. Yeah, I was just uh, taking like because Emerson's in Boston, so yeah. it's it very metropolitan area. Sure. So. Yeah, I would like, yeah, I would watch a movie by myself or I would take a long walk or, and like, you know, people who were my friends, like, they respected that. And so, you know, I would hang out with them. Um, so, so in, in terms of, <laughs> you know, we're talking about your, your, your classroom scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took a, a, so one of my screenwriting classes, you know, you sit down and you kind of, you know, everybody introduces themselves and says yeah. what their favorite movie is. Sure. And I would just remember, like, everybody was introducing themselves, and then they were saying, like, all these movies are like, oh, my favorite movie is, like, Fellini, Eight and a Half. Sure, and I'm sure, like, sure. what? <laughs> is it really? You're 18. What's like, your lowbrow choice? The 18 you and a half, like, I mean? Fellini, 18, like, <laughs> and they, somebody would say, like, you know, like, yeah, Cetricon, or, like, so they came to me, and I'm like, uh... It's like Roadhouse. <laughs> I think yeah, I said Road, and so the the, the the oh no, and like yeah, so like the the teacher was like, "What's that?" The teacher said, "What's Roadhouse?" Yeah, it's like, "What's Roadhouse?" I heard there was some Snickers. Come on. So I was like, "Well, it's a movie. Uh, I think it's like 80, 1987. It's with Patrick Swayze. He's a yeah. philosopher, but he's also a bouncer, and he knows martial arts." <laughs> I, I, I tried to like decide, like I tried to spew it out as much. I just tried to get it out as fast as I can. And like you know, he does you know he does martial arts, and he's a philosopher, but he you know he. Um, but he's also a bouncer. He doesn't want to do violence, but he has to sometimes. Yeah. And, this is you know, good. It's so is, like yeah. so then like he he, he you know he, but but like there's some guys who want to take over the bar that he's in. He has to make a stand and uh, and then you know all hell breaks loose. And right. I thought that like as you know just me throwing it out there the best I could, it, sincerely as I could, that I I would get some sort of pop. Yeah, people Com- would be like, oh, that does sound amazing. complete silence. There was you silence. Really pitched, you really hard, hardcore pitched Roadhouse. I, but, but my point was not but to no like. One was behind the, my point was it to do it like emotionally. My point was to do it as fast as I could, just like okay. that. Just like right. It's a it's a story. Patrick Sweet. Because I've seen it like seventeen times. Sure. And then like silence for like at least ten, like maybe no. twenty seconds. And so the, I remember the prof- the professor had like the, you know he had like a like a like a King Lear beard. Oh, he was God. like, hmm, okay. And then we went around and I was just like, what the fuck? But this other, <laughs> so this other kid said something like, he said Snake Eater 3. And he was like, and so, and the teacher was like, what's that? He goes, oh, it's this movie with Lorenzo Lamas. And like, <laughs> so I started bursting out laughing. I was like, oh dude, that's awesome. So to this day, he and I are friends. Okay, the, no, you found each other. Yeah, so that was like, that's the whole point of like, <laughs> I, I, told, I have to admit, I've never seen Snake Eater. <laughs> well, that's what I said. I was like, like I, I said to him, I was like, and there was no like, you know, even though you're a young person and you're still trying to have these airs. Yeah. I was just like, dude, I never heard of this movie. What is this Snake Eater three? Like, and he was like, yeah, it's got Lorenzo Lamas. You know, he's he was on a bike. Said, of course, he's on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> and oh uh, so yeah, so then like. We yeah so then well we didn't become friends immediately well we're friends now sure. he's in New York and we're friends now but um, uh, 
Yeah, I, that that whole like finding your identity. Yeah. I think you go through that, and like when I go through like Washington Square Park and I see NYU kids, I see that too. I yeah. see them with like the Ramones T-shirts sure. or like you yeah. know. Um, I definitely have misfits a like t-shirt. yeah or like I'm like you're yeah I don't judge them and yeah. like yeah I mean uh, I'm sure when you but graduate you have to go through that like like to cut you have to do sometimes you have to do things like that to like find your people you know or like or like elevate yourself in a certain way like I definitely wore Ramones t-shirt although like I don't think I have any Ramones albums except for like Ramones greatest hits but I did but I did want people to like look at me and be like oh cool Ramones girl you know I mean? but I like really got it at like Urban Outfitters you know what I mean but like I wanted to be cool so you have to go through that until you can really like truly own you know, what all your was, choices, whether they be lowbrow or highbrow. What was your catalyst to go from, did you go from North Carolina straight to New York? Yeah, I did. And, like, the reason I did that is because everyone did, you know, like. And they didn't go to L.A.? Not really. People weren't really going to L.A. People who go there now are now going over to L.A. Like, right. I feel like. Because your program's more theater-based, right? Theater-based. And we only showcased in New York. I think it was the year after me that they started going to L.A., and we, I didn't you broke take, the you broke the bridge, and they were like. I mean, totally. Like, I feel like I was just on the edge of the place where, like, having a black and white headshot was <laughs> kind of okay, like acceptable. Like, I think people in my class had black and white headshots. I, I think maybe maybe not. I don't know. But like, I feel like I was just at the edge of that. So I went to New York, and I always wanted to live in New York. So. Where was the first place you lived? I lived in Williamsburg. Um, I lived on Grand and Union. Right oh. above, what is that front? The Barracoo. Do you know this restaurant? Uh, Grand and Union. I'm thinking that's near like, uh, like Barcade? Right, right near there. Okay. Yeah, right near there. Like Barcade and like uh, where Dumont was, but it's Where no Dumont longer. was. I, yeah. I used to work at Dumont. Oh, really? I worked okay. at Dumont like... That's funny because I knew the I knew the owner and oh I, yeah yeah so sad yeah it was great yeah Colin yeah I only met him a couple times nice guy though he so uh, I remember well we had a, a mutual friend and we would we had drinks I remember specifically we met uh, we we would get together at Spritzen House yeah so this isn't too that's not too, too long yeah no, it's not too distant and I remember he he was telling my girlfriend and I that he was launching the, this donut thing. Really? At, like Dumont Burger on Bedford. Right. And uh, I remember he, he endeared me because he tried to get, he was, he paid, he he and I had a rapport because yeah. he, he was just kind of a silly guy, but he was, he endeared me because he tried to get my girlfriend in it. He was like, hey, you know, Homer Simpson, you know, everybody loves donuts. Yeah. And I thought that was like, I thought that was unique for him, the fact that he um, would take he would try to make her comfortable, um, and yeah, and it was so, and I, yeah. What, so, what is it? What do you? What do you mean? Like, um, well, he knew I was on board because he and I were kind of joking. Yeah, and, the fact and that, she, he really like reached out to her specifically. Right, because right. yeah. exactly, because like, she wasn't most I, on board. Yeah. Well, she wasn't as vocal as yeah, I was. Cause yeah, I'm like, cause I'm so like, he's like, yeah, dude, really, whatever, donuts, bro. He's like, is everyone with me? Donuts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I, th- I like yeah. that kind of person that's like really notices, like really wants to include everyone. Yeah, and I got to know his wife and his yeah. kids, and you know, oh, and wow. uh, and they lived right above uh, 
you know, they lived right um, across from the Dog Run in McCarran Park. Right. And, um, yeah, it was just so wow. bizarre what happened. Yeah. Um, but you, did you ever meet her or him? I, I, I've met him. I met him a couple times, I think. And I'm not sure if I met her. I can't remember. I don't know. But I, I do... I do feel glad that I work there because now it's closed, you know, and I feel like that was kind of a, like a neighborhood staple. So it's such like, a good space. I such mean, such a good space. So cool. It was a cool place. Everyone who worked there was like kind of cool. I was like, oh, I love that I get to be a part of all the cool people at the cool restaurant doing the cool things, you know. So what was your euphoria like coming to New York and like, okay, oh my God, this is like I'm in New York now. Yeah. Um, I was scared. I was scared of my neighborhood at first. I was like, oh, it's, so, it's kind of dangerous. It's kind of rough, which is kind of funny. Kellogg's like, Diner. Well, like, hey, Kellogg's Diner. Oh, my gosh. Well, Kellogg's Diner, like, it was the old Kellogg's Diner, not the, like, new, like, revamped Kellogg's Diner, like, shiny and flashy like it is now. It was, like, I heard that was, like, a cop hangout, right? I, I think so. Or maybe that, like, yeah, from, it like, was before? Like, it was, like, a, it was kind of a crappy place, and now it's kind of, like, a... Denny's or something on the like flashy Denny's. <laughs> I haven't been inside since they re- renovated it. I'm, I'm gonna keep they it. renovated it. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep it old school and not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, you know, back then, like that neighborhood, like there was kind of like empty lots and yeah. shit. Like there was like you know. And now they've got like. Oh, that, now there's like, like a Starbucks. There's at least where yeah, exactly. There used to be like a Starbucks inside a condo. Yes. That used to be an empty lot that I kind of walked by. Like I feel. Like I picture myself like walking by, like shivering and being like, "So scary." <laughs> but no, I was like so happy to be here, and all my friends were here because, you know, you're in a conservatory. Everyone moves up here, so I had like twelve. Like my story is like really special for New York because I had, like, what, like sixteen automatic friends that were here from so, your class, from my from... class, from my class, and then like of course there's like alumni too, so. Like, I was, like, happy to be here. I feel like some people move to New York and they have to, like, kind of, like, make their friends, make their group. But, like, for me, like, that group was already there and that group is kind of, like, still there. Although you collect friends along the way and make new friends. But that was was kind of very insular and I I had them to kind of lean on through that kind of rough New York. Like, it beats you up all the time. You love it, but it's, like, so terrible to you. Okay, so and now 2015. Yeah. Like, what's your what's your relationship with New York now? It's I, I do love it, and I like feel every time some people are like, "Are you gonna move away? Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna like move to New Jersey? Like, are you gonna have a family? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I still love New York." <laughs> you know. Yeah, because that's a huge compromise, right? Yeah. To live here and to to do any of those things that you just mentioned. Yeah. That's, uh, I have a friend that uh, that does have a family that he has, you know, he has two kids, and I've seen him slowly move from, uh, from from Williamsburg to Long Island City to deeper into Queens. Yeah. As his family grows, he's moving further away. Yeah, I feel and like that's that's a good New York option to like kind of stay within the boroughs, but it is you're further and further away. But I've always lived in Brooklyn. Like I lived in I lived in Williamsburg, then Greenpoint, then Clinton Hill, and then back to Greenpoint. 
And I just love it here. I just don't feel hey, at home anywhere Speaking else. of Greenpoint, yeah. have you checked out that Greenpoint fish market on Norman? No, no, I've, I've walked by it. Every time I walk by, <laughs> people are like plastered against the window. It's so fucking crowded. It's like a really fancy fish market. I, I, I want to check it out. Are, are we, are, should we go and like have like raw, raw fish? Like a, I want to check it out. I, like, I was so desperate to see like what's going on. I started following him on Instagram. Okay. And would they, I love like, I can't, I can't get a seat yeah, at the it's time, like, so I'm going to definitely follow <laughs> on Instagram. So like, I like hit like and I just like comment. I'm like, okay, remember me, right? You guys remember me, right? So I'm like, nah, this is stupid. I love it when like you start following a business and they start following you back. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I started following a like a cycle studio called Monster Cycle because I was like kind of intrigued. I was like, oh, it's like goth. what's that? It's like it was like Gothic Soul Cycle. I never went, but I did follow them. And every once in a while, like what's Gothic Soul Cycle? So uh, they play so, like do you know what Sisters of Mercy? Is? Yeah, I, I know what Soul yeah, Cycle yeah. is. Yeah, like. So it's like, but it's like, yeah, it's like I'm like everyone wears black. It's like maybe they're playing. I don't even know. They're playing some metal. But all I know is like they like did some hype, and I walked by the studio, and then I was like definitely gonna follow on Instagram because maybe I can get a free class or whatever. And then they Where, started like the liking studio? all my photos, and I'm like, "This is creepy monster cycle." I'm yeah. with you. Are they in the city or Brooklyn? In the city, I don't even. I walked by the other day and it looked closed, so I don't even know if it still exists. Maybe it was failed. Have you have you delved into the world of Soul Cycle? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I had a friend who was like really, really into it, and um, uh, was dating someone who was teaching the classes. And so she, she got me into a class, and I thought it was really fun. At the time, I like wasn't working out or doing anything like that, so it was like a good way to like jumpstart. So I, d I did a few classes, and I went like a couple times a week for a while. Kind of got into it a little bit, and then kind of you know joined a gym and kind of saved my money <laughs> that way. Because it's so culty. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. I, the, the, actually, the person that lives here is like really into yeah. Soul Cycle. Like, yeah. really, really, like they're the you know the one on uh, like North. Mm -hmm. I want to say like North Fourth. Yeah, or and like, Kent. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, so she's like she's like all definitely the time. into. Have it. you done this? Have you done this? Also? No, I, I no, I, no. I, I'm not opposed to it, but right. like I'm like I just I know that you like it's a bike that's stapled into the ground and they have certain different themes. I know there's like a like yeah. a hip hop theme. Yeah, and like so the the whole gothic theme like just kind of intrigued me. Like yeah. so they're playing like yeah exactly Sisters of Mercy uh, and uh, like type of negative. And, I mean I. I, I <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I don't know those bands. But if you say that those are dark bands, that's what I assume. Well, okay. What would God? Well, like, hang on. So I like, don't know. What, what, what goth? What would goth well, be for I you? I just looked at all the pictures and like <laughs> everyone like had like tattoos and like looked really slick. Like I feel like that is a trend right now. Have you noticed this? Like, oh, okay. Stop. Trend casting. Okay, so hang on. Yeah. So, do you have a tattoo? I have a tattoo, yeah. Where, where? I have a small tattoo on like, like, my, a... like my lower, lower back. <laughs> oh. I know. Did you get it in like 91? Like no, what's that? no, it's kind of like, do you know Cabbage Patch Dolls? How the Cabbage yeah. Patch Dolls have a stamp like right on their butt? Like uh, on, the, on the side? Well, that's a nice way of saying it. There's another derogatory no, way of no, saying I, it. No, but that one's in the center. Mine's like on the right side. Oh, okay, okay. Because I have a broken heart tattoo. 
What's the significance of that? Uh, I had a really bad broken heart and was like oh. kind of getting over it and feeling like starting to feel. But why there? I because I was gonna get it on my lower back on the right hand side and I chickened out because there's a lot of fat. <laughs> Where you don't? Oh come on! Oh, no, no, no! You know, but on the, in that place, it's like a fleshy place. Like in your okay. lower back is like a little like more bony and whatnot. Uh-huh. So I chickened out when I got there. So what was that like? Getting a tattoo. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Yeah. It, it was, was, great. was it painful. Not in that. No, not there. It Would you painful. get another one? Because I heard it's addictive. Yeah, I want another one, but I don't. But I can't quite decide where or what. I notice for women the scripture. Side boob tattoo is yeah, getting yeah, yeah. Like, that's, real. That's really popular. Yeah. But yeah, I hear it hurts on your ribs. Well, I, I mean, you you it, you just said it doesn't hurt. You said it's no, like it delightful. Here. No, it was no. But I think like depending on where you get it, like it really does make a difference. Like I thought about getting one like on my inner like upper arm, but apparently that's like one of the most painful places. Oh, that's all flesh. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like all nerves yeah. right here. So apparently, like what would that's you get? Good. Um. Uh, God. Okay, so a giant hammer. <laughs> I've been thinking for a, a giant. It's so me to get a giant hammer. I, I know, so like so stupid and arbitrary. Yeah, no, definitely giant hammer is like in the running now. I was going to get for a long time like an origami hummingbird because a hummingbird is kind of like a significant symbol to me. Because um, my dad calls me hummingbird, and then like there's this. Do you know the band The Weaker Thans? I don't. They, um, gosh, they were like kind of popular in the early early aughts, I guess. Like, and they had this like the early what? Early aughts, right? Like, like early two thousand, right? What'd you Is that just what say? you say? Early aughts? I've never heard early that 2000s? expression. I think I think that's what you say. You're educating me. I'm, okay, I'm being I'm trying, trying to be open minded. <laughs> you just say aughts. Yeah. I've heard the early double O's. Early from, double from, O's. From, er, from, I think from you can you, say this. From younger people? I think you can say Who are say more that, hip than but me? Maybe, but maybe you can't. I've never heard of aughts, so that's why I was uh, okay. doing a double take. Yeah. I'm revealing I, my lameness. I ta- no, me too. I could be totally wrong, and that's aughts. like not a thing. But yeah, so like the weaker than from the span, and they have the line about like folding a paper bird. So I always wanted to get like an origami like hummingbird. So that's what I was going to get. Like a Mike Tyson, like right on your cheek? Definitely, like Like, right on the cheek or like the neck, like a big Speaking of, have you noticed that like neck tattoos, they're they're kind of like acceptable now. Like the, like below the ear? Yeah. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's definitely So I remember I was on the L and this guy had a, out of his neck, he had fuck fear. And I was, I, I could he was sitting across from me and then like he, he caught me looking at him. So. I wanted to defuse the situation. So, the, hey, man, I was just looking at your. I'm sorry. You know, I was just, I was just looking at your art. I, I wanted to use the lingo and say like, you know, I wanted, you know, like, hey, I'm down. I said, yeah, I'm looking yeah, yeah. at your art. So he like motions me to lean forward, and so I do. He's like, you know, man, you know why I got this? Uh, no, please tell me so I can tell all my friends <laughs> and make fun of you. Like, why did you get fuck fear on your tat, like on oh your neck? God. And then he goes, because I don't give a fuck <laughs> about what <laughs> doing W twos. Like what? what hey, don't you get it? Everything. (laughs) Like, it's just a big, flat no to everything. That has stayed with me. Like, forever. (laughs) I'm like, I want to get to a point, like, where I'm financially stable. 
Or I Wait, can just okay. get a tattoo where it just says, <laughs> fuck fear, right on my throat. Oh, Lord. That's bad. That, I, mean, I worked. I worked at a cafe with a guy who had a neck tattoo, and I would constantly stare at it, and like, kind of like, I get that feeling in my stomach, like, oh, oh, because like you think about how like painful that is. Well, painful, but also like you. I mean, okay, granted, you probably never want to work in an office. I get that, but no. that that's not an option anymore. Yeah, it's never like. Like there's there's like you can like do sound check for Kiss or sure. some other like, but that's you know what I mean like that's it's a it's a big choice yeah you I feel like I feel you like you should be established I feel like you don't start out with the neck tattoo like you definitely like that's like very ballsy to like just start it just like go ahead and get the neck tattoo first just like knock it out of the way and then you can like get your sleeve done did you when you were in college did you or even post college did you go through like oh I'm gonna reinvent myself and I'm gonna have purple hair or anything like that uh no never purple hair I was always I've always been the kind of person that's like oh I wanna try that I wanna try like the trends I wanna be cool but never purple hair really but I got the tattoo. I I had it. Well, then you know, your tattoo seems very significant. On the tape, well, I kind of just wanted to get a tattoo. I was this close to get. There was a girl when I was on Stolen Emerson. She was gonna pierce my nose yeah. and dye my hair like like cherry red. Like I think like, that would look like awesome. like um, Scott Whalen from Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. And just on a whim, she's like, "I'm gonna do that. Come over." I'm like, "Okay." Both things like, at once, just really yeah. Just, no, it re- yeah. like that was the. Th- I was like, "Uh, okay. Uh, I don't give a fuck." And then I, I was gonna do it, and then something came up on her end, not mine, and it never <laughs> what? happened. There was someone else, like yeah, yeah. a different dive job, but a bigger, like a more gutsy, like yeah. piercing. Oh she yeah, like, it's like. Oh. Fuck that guy. Like, yeah, there's like, yeah, there's, there's, there's a stud that I have to get in somebody else's nose. You couldn't reschedule? I just kind of disseminated, yeah, yeah. it just kind of dissolved yeah. into I was like, supposed to get a tattoo, like, in LA this, like, past, this, like, past October, and, like, when I visited, and my friend who I visited was like, you know, I'm kind like, I know we kind of plan on this, but, like, I actually, like, you know, my cash flow is limited. I'd rather, like, save and, like, while we're here, like, go out on more dinners or go out for more drinks or whatever. And I was like, it's fine. And I was, like, secretly, like, oh, I was kind of scared. <laughs> I was kind of scared I was going to make the wrong choice. So it was going to be, like, a Calvin and Hobbes? Like, De- well, that, that and, a, and a neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the fuck more fair. Like, right? Ugh, just, like, Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> So you don't have any tattoos. I don't, and that's. Do you think you'll? Do you think you'll get one? I don't. Like that's one thing I'm pretty okay. certain that I won't. Are However, you against tattoos? I'm against Not tattoos like, for me. For you. But I find them completely fascinating. I find them like very sexual. On other people. Okay. Very sexual yeah. on, on women specifically. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like when women are covered in tattoos. I think that's like very, um, very alluring. Yeah. Um, because they're they're brave and they like pain. Well, it's more like art, you know. Yeah, and like it's yeah, art. and they're. If it's done well, I, I don't like the. I don't like it when it's too busy. Yeah. You know when it's just like, 
where they couldn't make up their mind and they just like yeah. they just went in and like give me that give me that give me that and like definitely uh, like a cowboy and like <laughs> like all these like friends that's another thing too like so obviously you know we live relatively in the same neighborhood the you know, yeah. tattoo parlors popping sure. everywhere Tons. and they have like the art displayed right right I don't understand the like I would imagine if you get a tattoo you kind of know what you want right do s- people ever w- mosey in and go hmm yeah give me that one Totally. Like, I think, like, once you reach a certain point, you're just, like, going to get one. And, like, if you don't, if you don't have, like, a special idea in mind and you want someone to draw something, like, it's kind of easy to go in and go, oh, like, that, you know, bird tattoo, definitely, just do it. On my foot. Well, like, (laughs) sorry, when I worked at this cafe, everyone there had a ton of tattoos, and I had, like, like zero visible tattoos. I don't even know how I got hired. <laughs> like seriously. And like like people would always like after brunch, like we'd work a brunch shift and people would be like, let's all get tattoos. Like I remember what? at one point like they were like, oh Karen, come with us. We're getting Red Rider BB gun tattoos because it was like around the holidays. What's that? Like um, the Red Rider BB gun oh, from, from Christmas, Christmas Story. Story. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, guys, like, look at, I'm not going to start with Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> they were like, they'd be like, let's all get tattoos that say brunch. You know? <laughs> sure. I, and I was just like, uh, I'll pass. 401k. I went to like a birthday party of like one of the guys who like owned this cafe and like, um, this is when my boyfriend and I first started dating and I said, oh, you know, like everyone there has like so many tattoos, like we're going to be so out of place. He came over and he brought all these temporary tattoos. What? Yeah. No. And I was like, good idea. And we like just stuck temporary tattoos like all over. <laughs> I was so insulting. <laughs> all over our like arms. I, like, I put one on my chest, like right by my boobs, like peeking yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's like to them. Did they think it was like you're coming in like blackface? I, I mean, se- seriously, like people, you know, but people were like, oh, cool. I didn't know you had that. Oh, neat, neat ink or whatever, and I was like, it's like a monster, like sticking out, like right here. It's like from a like like, like a like, machine like, tattoo, like, like a like a gum bursting out of your breast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a good that was a good memory. That was a good time when. Wait, when at one point did you have to reveal like, oh, well, it's actually. You know, it was all part of the night. Like I didn't say anything, oh. and like people were drinking, and no one ever mentioned it again. So, wow! Did you did you go above the neck? Yeah. Oh, I had them. I had them like, well, like not above stars the neck. around no, my ear. Nothing on my head. I don't think. But I had, did have, like, seriously. I think it was probably kind of insulting. I like, <laughs> stuck them just like everywhere, like a panther on my arm, like a horse. Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, I mean Calvin and Hobbes. Definitely. Like, it was just they were all over the place, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna sort of go to a party where I like make fun of everyone who's there. I don't know what I was thinking, like, but I guess people thought it was all in good fun and they had a good sense of humor about it, or they like thought they were real. One of the two. I don't know. Or they just didn't care what I did, which is probably the case. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so you mentioned your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So, one of the, uh, you know, one of the things that, um, that you know that this, this show likes to get into is interpersonal relationships sure. and how we deal with them and you know what we struggle with what we love what we hate and um, 
heartbreak, mm-hmm. uh, failure, successes. Um, so you're currently in a relationship, and how long have you been in a relationship? Uh, for seven and a half years. It'll be eight years. Cowabunga! Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it's like for serious, for reals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we've been together for for eight years. We um, we met right before, like right as like the presidential elections were really starting to gear up before two thousand eight. <laughs> <laughs> so now, so now I'm like thinking, oh, we've been through you know two elections, or like come on to our third election, <laughs> you know. So we've been together for a while, and we've lived together for for a while as well. What's sharing his, rent, and, New York, New yeah. York style, sharing the rent. Well, you kind of do that, like through yeah. like necessity sometimes. Yeah, uh, totally. Um, and is is he from New York or is he from he's, the area? He's from Arkansas, actually. Have you been to Arkansas? I have. Is Arkansas lovely? I mean, I had a great time. Lovely people. Met his family. I mean, I I haven't been to Arkansas uh, before that really, except for driving through. Yeah. But, you know, and hung out with his family in Arkansas. He's from, like, a small town. Kind of different from me, because um, he's from Russellville, Arkansas. Which I, don't know. I It's near In my cross-country trip, I just skipped yeah, Arkansas. I, I can imagine. But, like, <laughs> so a small town, like, small town environment. Like, um, kind of, like, even more conservative than my town, I think. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. We're always like we're always talking, and I'm always kind of like, well, when you guys read Don Quixote in high school, and he's like, we didn't read Don Quixote in high school, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool, Arkansas, right? So what <laughs> was that? What was that the equivalent? It was just like just rereading like Tom Sawyer over and over. Again. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think like the education system like was like just slightly different. But when I met him, I was like, oh, you're like, what? I get it. Like, we're both from the South. We're both, like, sort of genteel and kind sort of people at our core. Like, I kind of looked at him and I was like, oh, you're like my type of people. Like, I get it. And is that the, is that, does that, has, has that been revealed to be the truth? That is, that has certainly been the truth. That you're yeah. both genteel or? Hey, what are you saying? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think he's the more genteel one, honestly. Like he, he has. Uh, what do you think of genteel? He, I think of like Colonel Sanders and yeah, like mint juleps. Like, he's polite. <laughs> he's a, he's a polite guy. He like thinks of others. He like puts others first. I don't always do that. I, I am an only child, as I said before. But you like, want, you want your M and M's. I want them, especially in certain colors. But like, yeah. So that has been proven to be the case. He is a good dude. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Well, yeah, still be of course, there. Yeah. yeah. But you've you've had uh, you've had um, what's the expression? Um, you've kissed some frogs before before him. Um, I always liked kind of like nice guys. I like did date a couple guys that weren't so so great. Okay, before, so before him, yeah. I, I'm gonna ask this question and then I'm gonna launch into like my point. So Go ahead. the yeah. people that you've dated. I would imagine this is your longest relationship, right? This is my longest relationship. Okay. So, uh, the people that you've dated or been in a relationship with, are you are you are you friends with them? No, not really. Me, yeah. me okay. Yeah. I, I am. I, I am, wish I could be. I am neither. So this came up 
actually this has come up more than more frequently in my inner circle mm-hmm. and I, okay take that back I don't have an inner circle. I don't have any friends. It's come. It, it's come into like people who <laughs> respond to the show, of, of, uh, you know, it, the the utopian idea of being friends with your exes. Actually, yeah. people. Okay, so in, in, in all seriousness, I, I know people on a personal level that maintain friendships with their exes, and yeah. that's. I think it, but from how? A, yeah. So nobili- <laughs> well, I'm all for going for positive rather than negative. Sure. So that'd be. Me but too. For, for, yeah. But for me personally, I don't like to look backwards. Okay. And I look forward. Okay. So I could circle back to somebody I dated and like, hey, what are you up to? But I feel like that's neglecting for the pe- neglecting the people that are in front of me. You know, and I don't mean necessarily romantically. But what about like holding on to, you know, what that moment or whatever was happening then or who you it's are? Gone. You don't think about that. It's done. Oh, I'm and very nostalgic and I'm always thinking about it. It's done past. and I have to respect that it's gone and I have to move on. Are, are these are these women also trying are they trying to get in ever trying some to have. get in touch? Yeah, somehow. And yeah. what do you say? Um, I just like it's um I I become the ice man. And oh yeah, the ice it, it out kind of, because you're not wanting to go. You you don't want to go back. Respectfully, i was just like it's not. Uh, what's the point? I don't know. I, I would love if I could. No, ideally yeah. it would be great. Like I yeah. would love to be that person who like but just friends with everybody. People. Yeah. I don't, but I know in terms of me, I can quantify my heart and my energy. I don't have it, and so I'd rather dedicate it to yeah. people. Who are in my and who are in front of me, sure. rather than people who are in my rearview mirror. Okay, yeah, and that makes sense. But other people are different, though. Yeah. Other people who want want the three sixty, they want people behind, you know, who are they want everybody right. that's in all their life experience, like yeah. like they with want them. It, they want all the dotted lines like connected to all those people at all times. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I see that through my personal prism and I think and so there is like a default of judgment which I, I try not to because like I said I, I, I try to think like I want to live now and okay. in the future Yeah. but like I think it's noble I, I'm more, I say this from a place of envy that it's noble that you that people can do that but at the same time I feel like you're running the risk of neglecting the people who who want to spend time with you right now who are in your life in front of you right now I think that as you get older that becomes more and more clear that you can let go of things from the past and that you don't have to force relationships and that you you know you do it's really your choice who you spend the time with so you can let go of things that are like I'm not saying that like any relationships in your past are like poisonous but I'm I'm talking about I've definitely like had the situation where I've been like oh like that's a little bit toxic let it out sister now now that I get older I'm like you know like it's over like I don't have to go back and I don't have to like put all the focus and the effort into this relationship that like wasn't working anymore you are able to say no and I think that that's very healthy and the big plus of that is you remain completely open to all the new people that you do meet yeah, I just feel like there's not enough time. You only have energy. certain time yeah. to like make the effort to like 
to be friends with people. Right. Yeah. And I feel that way about friendships too. I'm, I, I, there are a lot of people on sort of the fringes of my circle where I'm like, oh, like, I wish we were better friends, but then I would be neglecting, like, these relationships that I've built. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, um, I, I think, you know, again, I, I think that's just more, maybe that's my uh, personal perspective of it is, I don't want to be that person that's always looking backwards. It's always looking in the rearview mirror. And I feel like sometimes when people do that, when people brag and say like, oh, I'm friends with all my exes, that, right. that there is that tendency to do that, that, yeah. that you're not moving forward with your life. Mm -hmm. That there is a part of our lives that is, that you want to cling on. I'm part, I think one of the biggest challenges in, in, our, in our lives is letting go. Yeah. Letting go of good things and letting go of bad things. Certainly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not. And let me. I'm ask, not friends with any of them. Let me ask you something personal: Is your girlfriend friends with her exes? Is um, she in touch? And are you okay with that? I am. She's friends with a, a, a some, and I am because yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with it. That's cool. That's like very. See, that's, that's very healthy. Well, one of the catalysts of a lot of my breakups was uh -huh. that I'm not jealous. Okay. I don't know. I, That's good. I, I've never had it. I've never had it in me of like, dude, she's with, like, she's dancing with him, aren't you? Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I never, even when I started dating, it was just always never. in me of like, Hey, she's going to leave. She's going to leave. I feel that way even now. I mean, I've been... Like, my girlfriend and I have been together for... I have to think about it. I think it's been at least... Maybe, yeah, maybe six years? Yeah. I, I don't know. I have yeah. to really think about it. But, like, I really feel like to keep me on my toes is, like, we're dating. And, yeah. you know, and any... She could leave. Sure. And, and, and you know what I mean? Like, oh, I we're, totally we're together... Do. I'm always, like, checking in with myself. We're together by choice. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a choice. I was, like, I... I tell people, I'm like, just because, like, being in a relationship, like, doesn't solve your problems. So, like, my theory about it is, like, you constantly have to check in with yourself and be like, oh, am I, like, my own unit? Like, not, like, if my boyfriend and I broke up, it wouldn't be devastating or hard because it would totally be devastating and hard. But I do believe in, like, checking in with yourself and, um, like, constantly being like, okay, if... If there's like some sudden change in my life, how am I going to deal with that? Do am I my own rock? Like, do I have all of those things like together with within myself to like keep things going? And and I think about these things all the time. I think about like, what if it ends? Will I be okay? Where am I? Where am I with just like me? And I think like, what's so great about the relationship that I'm in now is that we're both very independent and we both have like separate lives. We don't check in a lot, and like we don't automatically assume that we're going to be hanging out. So there's a lot of freedom in that, and I feel like very secure in like who I am and who he is. But then also like us as a unit, because right. there's like some sort some sort of space. Like I've dated people in the past that have been like, "Well, why don't you, why don't you want to hang out right right now?" Like. Why don't you want to sleep over? And I'm like, well, I'm going to sleep over at my apartment and do my own things. I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just being alone, like listening to like a million songs by myself, you know? So I feel like it's important to have that separate self and uh, to, to really check in with yourself. 
Right. I, I completely agree. And also to like where you are in your life. Yeah. I mean, when I, you know, when I was in my 20s, the things that were significant to me in a partner were, do we like the same music? Uh-huh. Now, I, I, I don't, don't, I don't give, yeah, I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. But it's where you are. And like, are you and the person you're with, are you on, are you, are you together at this moment and are you navigating together? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, weirdly, um, my girlfriend and I really don't talk too much about the past. About like. Oh, my boyfriend and I don't at all. Yeah, we don't bring up our exes. Yeah. I know. I know other relationships they do. People like, do. We don't. It's we, just we don't. But I think that's more his choice and and than mine. I'd love to like really get dirt <laughs> on his past relationships. But he's not into that, and I respect that totally. But sometimes, like, when I mention, like, oh, my ex, he'll, like, bristle. <laughs> he doesn't want to know. He's, like, comfortable not knowing. Was he in New York before you? Uh, a year before me. He has a year on me. He's at, he's at ten years, and I'm at nine years now. Are you getting anxious about the ten? About the ten, my tenth year anniversary in New York? No. No. Oh. No, not at all. Yeah. How, how many years have you been in this thing? I don't know. I have to think about it. Because I, I moved to L.A. for a while. Oh, And then, I don't know. Yeah. So it was like a sabbatical. And then sure. I came back. <laughs> sabbatical. Yeah. So that was, you know, speaking of relationships. So then, yeah. So Was that the catalyst of a relationship? Did you move to Yeah, I moved, for, for, I a moved for a girl. Oh. And so that was like a huge... That was like basically chapter... For me personally, that's how I define my life. So there are certain people that knew me before then. Like Melissa knew me before then. Right. And then there's certain people that know me after that. And so there's certain people that I'm very good friends with. So that was that was around 2000, 2008, 2007. Okay. okay. Um, that have no idea about me. That have, like, no, like, they don't know me at all. So, like, when I came back, that's when I met them. Sure. Um, yeah, so I came back around, like, uh, Obama. Yeah. 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 Um, so not long. You weren't in, in L.A. very long. I was there for a summer. A summer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, yeah. yeah. So the point is like evolving and growing and, yeah. uh, and, uh, um, I don't know for you. It's kind of like you have pre pre LA and so, what happened? Oh, what like, happened when yeah. I went there? So um, you you really have like set yourself up. There's pre pre LA me, and then there's like post LA. Well, I'm like, what happened? Okay, so hey, um, I we were living together, and I will say that it was the most intense relationship that I was in. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're. She, we were both actors. Mm-hmm. Actually, Melissa knew her too, so she can give her own opinion. I'm sure she doesn't. It's not too fond of her. Um, uh-huh. We're we're very. Uh, you know, she was. Um, it was like fire. Like people described us as like fire and ice. Uh-huh. I was like ice sure. because she was just more like pouncing off the walls. Um, and then she's like she had it in her like most a lot of actors that she had to go out to L.A. Sure. And so she went out, and I held on to the lease. Uh, we were living in the Upper West Side, um, and uh, then she established herself out there. And then, I guess after a couple months, I went out there, 
and uh, I just it didn't f like there was a like, mm. weird vibe in the air we were living in Venice I don't know if you like, yeah I mean I've never been I've never been to Venice but, I, but I'm muscle familiar beach. yeah like, yeah sure guys, like, like, so like yeah. right like, like, like two blocks away from rollerbladers beach yeah. like, really be beachy beach yeah so like, like I was just like etc I was like I can't like what this is bullshit like I you know I grew up on the east coast I'm like this is like how people get work done out here yeah. and like so the, our neighbor our neighbor had our door open he was like hey man you wanna smoke weed I'm like, it was like new. Give me some privacy. Not only like, that, but like, I, mean, I have no problem like, like smoking weed with you, but I'm just like, like what the fuck do you do all day? It's just like a little too chill. Yes. Yeah. So that was my, and the, I had a chip <laughs> on my shoulder too. Sure. Anyway, so it was revealed. Did you, did you bring some of that chill back to you when you moved to, when you moved back to the East Coast? No, and I'll explain okay. why. Okay. So then uh, it was revealed to me pretty early on in this. So she was, uh, she was seeing somebody else. Oh my god! Yeah, and so she was the purveyor. I'm, I'm not trying to decorate myself in any kind of no, way. No, no. She was the purveyor of our relationship. I was the pa I was the passenger. She was like, "You need to come out to LA. I think we should get married. We should we should get married in our place in our in my parents' place in Vermont." So she was always the navigator, and I was oh, always yeah. the passenger. And so this this thing this thing that happened it was just um, so my first reaction was like you you could have told me before I <laughs> moved all my shit out of here uh, and, anyway so like and you didn't get a broken heart tattoo I, after all that <laughs> <laughs> I uh, no sorry so instead yeah so here's the thing so uh, I would go to so I when I first moved there. I got this job at this um, at this hotel at the Viceroy, which is equivalent to it's equivalent to uh, it, their their sister hotel is in the meatpacking district of um, mm. anyway it's oh, one of the those Gansevoort? it's that okay it's, that's their sister hotel oh okay so it's something like the Gansevoort. for sure yeah so I, I didn't know that but I was like hey okay fine whatever so yeah so like. So I wasn't paying rent yet, and I was making money. So I was like saving money, and then like this thing happens, and then like, uh, it it was almost like post traumatic stress syndrome, where it's like I I like I can't I, this isn't real. Um, so I was in denial a, a lot of it, and it was a very big turning point in my life. And yeah, that's huge. Uh, so then I said. I'm going to go home. Well, at first, I, I was so stupid. Okay, so so the point was, the reason I broke up the hotel, so every time I would sure. go to the hotel, I would stop into this cafe, uh -huh. and I'd get, like, and then, so, like, the girl at the cafe would always work there, and she's like, hey, you know, you, because I, I started to reveal a little bit about myself. Like, I came out here, you know, with yeah, my girlfriend. I'm new to LA. She's like, hey, when am I going to meet your girlfriend? So then I just vomited on her. I'm like, hey, so she's dating this other guy, oh and then we broke up. So, like, uh, I need a place to stay. Can I <laughs> I actually said, like, can I crash with you? Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's like you work the cafe. Just, it's just imagine. Like, it's like at the right, just, she just asked at the right moment. She was making something for me, and then I just, like, like vomited all this. And then, uh, but then, like, not only vomited, I, like, had a directive. I'm like, so, I need a place to stay. Can uh -huh. I, like, crash with you? Wow. So That's a huge trajectory. 
I'm surprised. <laughs> she like did like she didn't like cafe just, girl. She didn't like just, just like, like burn me with a latte. She was just oh. like, uh, okay. She did. She was like, okay. Oh. And then like, yeah, okay. So uh, I want to get out there as soon as possible. I want to get out of this apartment as soon as possible. Yeah. She's like, okay. Like you, you. Told you were me. like all action at, at this moment. You're like, I'm just gonna like throw it all in, and see if it. Sticks. <laughs> I'm, yes. I'm so stupid. Like I was like, okay, so can you swing by? Like da 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 da. Yeah, She's yeah. like, uh, yeah, okay. So she this swung by sight. that night, and I crashed with her for like a month. And she was an actress too. Uh-huh. And uh, I was so delusional that like, um, I mean, I was you know crashing on her couch, and it was definitely platonic. Um, but I was like. Yeah, you know, we'll take, you know, maybe we'll take an acting class together and stuff like I thought it was going to, like, you know, fuck her. I'm going to stay in L.A. Oh, right. I had that vibe. Yeah. And then I realized, I woke up and I'm like, this is not healthy because I'm waking up and I'm like angry and then I'm neutralizing this anger every day. I'm like, I don't. You're put, and you're also like projecting it on like this new situation and you're in maybe yeah. a little bit. Well, I felt. Well, I felt she was a little lonely too. Yeah, you know so you're I mean? like, like, you're so like, and then your your wheels start turning. And you're like, maybe it's maybe it's destined. Maybe this is right. No, I don't know. No, what you mean romantically with maybe. her? No, no, I definitely didn't. I no. was no, I was not in like no. any kind of zone okay. to be romantic. I was just but like you're like making this. You're about re- making that relationship stick in that place. I thought stick. we'd be friends. Yeah, I thought we'd be friends to a point where like I would build up and like look at my ex and go like yeah fuck you yeah. I am successful and you're yeah. dog shit right and I re- and then I woke up and I'm like I hate this I hate yeah. who I'm not I've never been this so then I rented a car I, I went I, I looked online about those the, these those deals where you can rent a car and then dump it to another city mm-hmm. so I rented it in LA and then I drove cross country mm-hmm. so then when I said I'd never been to Arkansas I drove <laughs> purposely drove up like out I drove there. up yeah. and then I went you know I went to Idaho and then went down to uh, uh, Utah and then yeah. I went across yeah to like Kentucky sure and then I dumped it in Virginia Beach mm-hmm. and then I ran into the ocean and like dived oh. in. and then I spent the summer kind of like Steve Carell in Little Miss Sunshine just kind of like yeah like just like what am I gonna do yeah and then, so then that's when I came back. So then I came back to Brooklyn. Yeah. But that was important. And I felt sure. like I, I, and that, that was like who, who I am. So like, okay, so yeah. fast forward this, was it this summer? This summer, this spring, um, I was with my, my girlfriend and, uh, we were walking by the Brooklyn Bridge and I ran into my, that my ex's mother and her sister and uh so they're from vermont sure and they were kind of lost logistically they were looking for like they were looking for the world trade center well and uh the museum oh sure sure, and then uh, i i pointed them in the right way and then her sister and i locked eyes for a moment of like because I didn't, I actually didn't oh, register. It didn't okay. register wow. who it was. Yeah, yeah. And then I think it, we both were oh. kind of like, who are you? And then it did. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? I'm just going to keep walking. And then I told my girlfriend on the on the subway yeah. of like what just happened. Yeah. And then she said, well, why didn't you, like, 
she I said, well, I would have been fine if you just wanted to, have to converse with her. And I said, no, that's, 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 that's mm. another life. It's in the past. And I, I said that, but I said, like, that's, I don't have any animosity. That's, sure. that's in the past. Like, I can, I, I'm, it's not like, fuck you. It's like, no, live yeah. your life, like. And also, it's like, it's not like it's the girl, it's her sister and her mother, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, the, the, the compulsion, would, the trivial compulsion would be like, hey, how are you? This is my girlfriend. I I'm live doing in, great. Yeah, I live in Williamsburg. Blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to avoid all, you're like, yeah. that, I didn't. It's not useful. Like, what is the, what do you get out of that? And then I felt like it would also be disrespectful to my girlfriend. I don't want to use her as like some sort of like revenge tool, mm, you yeah. know? I mean, trophy, like, like trophy, like, yeah, but yeah, I get it. So, um, yeah, so that, that it like kind of informs me in terms of like, I guess to, like to circle back to an earlier yeah. topic of we yeah. had in terms of exes and things like yeah. that. Um, she, <laughs> I, I feel so trivial like talking about like, yeah. so like she sent me an email. It's like, I'm going to be in New York. She did, yeah. Uh, uh, this was like maybe earlier in the year uh-huh. and she's like the headline just the subject was like I'm gonna be in New York and here are the dates I didn't even read it I yeah. Uh, yeah. I just deleted it I didn't even read it and it, I, it wasn't even out of again yeah. what, not, not out of hate or just like what if if we were to meet let's say we were to meet at a bar or a cafe right uh, there's no like yeah, what are, you, what are you accomplishing in that meeting? Are you really going to solve... Are you going to go back? Are you going to solve all the problems and, like, leave cleansed? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, respectfully, I don't want to be your friend. Sure. And you live your life. You, you go have your own adventure yeah. and be happy. You're going to be happy without me. So, um, that's it. So, you're... Okay, you're in New York. I, I, I don't know we what don't you want. We don't need to catch up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I yeah. don't... If you're looking for solidarity or a pat on the back, you're not going to get it from me. Right. But you're not going to get any bad vibes from me either. Like, I don't wish any... Like, I don't want you to like, yeah. die or no. like, get yeah, hit yeah, by yeah. a car. Uh, yeah. So I just, like, I figured, like, a, a term that I, 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 was, uh, I was educated by a, 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 a member of our youthful population, I, I just ghosted. Sure. You've yeah, you ghosted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just, Melissa, I, I think, t- told me about ghosting. <laughs> she's so in tune with current youthful. I think that's okay. And, I, and I've had a similar situation where, like, I was, like, emailing with a high school boyfriend. He had got, he'd gotten back in touch. And we, I wanted to know how he was. So we did exchange a couple emails. And at a certain point, like... You know, he emailed me, I emailed him back, he emailed me again, and then I was just like, I can't, like, I'm just going to drop it. Like, I don't know, after I had found out, like, how he was doing, I didn't know where to go after that, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, where that would lead. I was happy to know that, you know, he was okay, or, what you know, I was happy to know what was going on with him. But at a certain point, like, what does that relationship really get me? So I, I guess I ghosted on him. Yeah, and that, that's one thing that I learned in terms of dating in New York. is yeah. like, you think, like, hey, I thought I had, like, three dates with this girl. Like, I think you're right. great. 
Like, yeah. And then she's not replying back to me. Yeah. And then, like, then I get educated of, like, yeah, things are great for you, but she's on to some other shit. Take because it as ev- a sign. Because everybody's doing some other shit. Right. So then... I don't know. I guess I've done... I guess I've done both, and... And I have had people kind of like leave me in the du- in the dust. Like, no, that. I can't believe that. Sure. That's incredible. That's how dare you? Nobody like you're. No, oh. this is this is you don't have to build me up just because I'm here. <laughs> but you know, it's like I guess it's fine. Like I guess it it all works out. Like my thought on ghosting is like, well, like is the person who ghosts are they really worth my time? At the end of the day, like they're missing oh. out on all the good okay, stuff. Okay, that's a good. Wait, right? wait, 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 wait. Like, so that's a good. This is one thing I've been kind of like as a hyperbole, and I can ask this as somebody who's in a, a yeah, committed relationship, sure. like like myself. Yeah. Imagine what it's like to date now. I I mean just my boyfriend and I sometimes talk about this, and then we just get so overwhelmed that we like just like hold hands and like. But my friends, like my friends oh, who like the contentedness of like being together. Like my friends who are, who are single are yeah. like. Like Tinder is like a like a like a normal real totally. It's like being on Instagram. It's yeah. like it's like you no, had to be on. Yeah, yeah. it's like like and I, again, I am not judging. It's just no. it's just like news. Like it's just like a wave of news to me. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like a it's like a normal thing. <clears throat> yeah. It's like a okay. It's like that's yeah. like 2015. You like have you. to. <coughs> well, I mean, part of me like. Part of me is fascinated because by it because like if I were single, I know I would want to play that game and see if I could win it because it does seem like more of a game than like ever before. I'd be like, oh, how can I make more people like me on the internet? You know, I'd want to play that game and I, I'd want to see if I could like snag people. But like that's like not that's not love. Like that's not really how that works. So like. It has to just be, I guess, it has to just be a catalyst to, like, get you to the next place or, like, allow you to meet people and, like, really make, like, true connections, like, deep connections, right? I think it's I, all, no, I think it's a lot about fun and then yeah, you Yeah, people are of, definitely, like, just, like, on there to, like, sleep with each other. Well, and then if and something... Then if, if something does develop. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's a, actually, that's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I know for me, like... My girlfriend and I, I, I think we just kind of started out just as fun. Yeah. Like, I met her at a Christmas party, and I was so hammered that I started s- smelling her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I realized that we were neighbors. Uh-huh. And uh, so I said, like, and it was snowing, and I was like, I'll walk you home. And I was in no shape to walk home myself. <laughs> and uh, we started throwing snowballs at each other. So I just felt like it was just like a fun thing. I didn't that really... just happened to develop and escalate into something. Yeah, it wasn't like I'm looking for this, sure. and you're like you're this. Okay, also. you yeah. yeah, I have you you have six of the of the, of the twelve things I want. You're applicable. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> let's you're do at 50, 50 percent capacity to be in a relationship. It's like making Voltron. Like, like you're like almost perfect. Let's, let's do this. Yeah, I don't know. Like I was at I was kind of at the point, you know, when I started dating my boyfriend, that like I had. Like I, like I, I don't know. Like I said before, I was working at this cafe, and through that, you meet a lot of people, and you'll you'll meet a lot of people for the first time, and you know, guys would just like ask me out, and I'd be mm. like, I was like really, really, really single, so it just like got to a certain point where I was like, okay, yes, I'll de- like, definitely. Damn it! Go. I went oh, to the wrong cafe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sadness! Wrong Greenpoint cafe. But like, 
you know, I would just be like, oh yeah, totally. Like, if they didn't seem like a psycho, I would definitely go. So I cycled through that period, which was like going on like one or two dates with people and like not having it work out. And then I like was like, oh, like had done that for enough times where I was like, I just can't anymore. So I'm definitely like just gonna like not try to date people. Got the dog with the toy making a lot of funny noises. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and like, so then I like went to this party and I, I met my boyfriend there and he was like right there when I first walked in and he goes, I know you, you're the hostess from the cafe. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, like, but when your, your shields come up, I'm like, hey bro. Well, no, I was like, well, my first thing was, was like, oh God, what is this? What? My first thought was like, what was his experience at this cafe? Because <laughs> like I was a brunch hostess and that was like battle. Like I'd be like, you, yes, two people now, there. So like people would all get like totally like I was like military hostess. Like I was like all over this place. So like my first thing was like, oh, did you like have a bad experience at the cafe? <laughs> like I'm so sorry. Like no, we're in a more casual environment. Like I'm actually a nice person. He goes, no. <laughs> he goes, no, actually, you're really nice. And I was like, great. <laughs> like, this is all I asked for. And then, like, I was like, well, if you come back, I will make sure, like, making big promises. Like, I have two drinks at a party. I'm like, if you come back, I'll know you. I'll get you a table. I'll make sure that you have a great time at this restaurant. Big what does that promises. mean? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I just was like into like. Oh my gosh. Hey, buddy. Puppy. How you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. Right. No, I saw him like pro making all these promises. But also, like, you know, I have a little bit of like facial blindness problem where I like don't remember people after I meet them. So then he comes back and he's what like. What about names? Not great. No, it's just like complete amnesia, social wash. amnesia. Like, but if you told me something like truly special, or if I've like seen you do something, like if you're a singer and I've seen you like perform, if you're an actor and I've seen you act, I like tend to remember a little bit better. But anyway, so you know, I just met him at the party. He comes in, he's like, "Hi, Karen," and I'm like, "Hi, person I don't know." Oh, this is the same conversation. No, this is when he comes back later, like after like he comes back to the cafe. Oh. To like get his good table, get good service, whatever, oh, like all these things it, I yeah, promised yeah, yeah. and I like don't reckon I don't recognize him at all. By himself? No, with a friend. He like came back with a friend. Male or female? Male friend. Male friend, okay. And um did, And like, you were like, fuck you, what do you like, want? I was like, this is brunch. Brunch is a battle. I don't I, I will try to get you a good seat. I, I, now now that you I see you, I do remember, sorry, and like like just like made I probably made the worst impression on this guy <laughs> and like he had his art studio like nearby so we'd come back and you know it was after Christmas and I had spent a Christmas alone in New York like basically watching like Six Feet Under and like drinking wine by myself because I couldn't oh. afford to like fly home he comes back in the cafe nice guy nicest guy and he's like how was your Christmas and I was like oh actually it was pretty terrible but you know thanks for asking and he's like oh <laughs> Well, like, I'm having a birthday party. Do you want to come? And I was like, okay. In like, January? Yeah, in Jan his birthday is in January. And I was like, all right. He goes, give me your email. Like, just like, for real. And I'm like, fine, like, great. And he invites me. I come home, there's like an email, like, right away 
from him. And I was like, is this a thing? Is he like me? What's going on? I was like so out of tune with everything because I had like given up. And it turns out like he had asked about me, like our mutual friend at the party and like I contacted our mutual friend. I was like, hey, are you going to Gabe's birthday party? And he was like, oh yeah, and you're going too. And we're going together. And I was like, what is happening? All right, like we'll go. And I, I walked into this party and it was just like, <laughs> like I looked at him like you I was like oh that's the guy like I'm supposed to be here yeah kill up the Bee Gees yeah totally amazing well, that's my that's my New York that's how I met someone in New York which a lot of people don't feel like a lot of people don't meet people in New York they like move to New York with their significant other that's don't you they, feel like that's true yeah and I think that they're shortchanging their their uh, experience yeah. Um, this is actually something that that, um, that uh, my girlfriend and I were discussing the other night. Is I think part of the the New York experience is to come here and to marvel into you know all this this weird alien setting. Like meet all the people, do all the things. Yeah, and I don't things. like you could do that with somebody else and I think but it's a Maybe. shared it's a shared experience. And I think that 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 euphoria of having friends in the area and doing like that but also like taking those walks and just like oh, of certainly. like yeah. of like what is going to happen? Yeah. I think that's a Who part of it. Who will I meet? What? Yeah. Like, where where will this city take me? Yeah, there, and also you need that that sense of loneliness too, oh, of, yeah. of like poetry to, <laughs> to 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 blend into your experience of like, at the end of the day of like, hey, you know, tomorrow is different. Yeah, you know, it really does. Like anything could happen. Like that really does color your experience, and it really does like fuel you through New York like that can really push you through I feel like I've seen some people come here with significant others move here and, and leave yeah but I feel like that anything could happen that like you never know what's going to happen in New York you never know where the night will take you like does really push you through to that next day in New York. I agree uh, and once you have it I think like it never goes away you know so where are you now like in terms of your Worldview in terms of like your emotional uh, compass. Oh my god, I, I, I'm still lost. That's I, okay. It's, it's still, not a test. Like, no, yeah, like my my compass is like always going to like like it's going in a million different directions. And I like and I feel like that's why I'm still here. And I feel like ultimately like okay, wait, hang on, I'm a late out. bloomer. I'm well, like a wait, hang, hang, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hang on, to, to right. time out. before okay. you answer the question, I'm okay. going to interrupt. I'm going to insert. That's good, okay. So the, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show, and I, I, I've always been endeared to you, when the first time that I even met you, you have this energy. Everybody, we all have energies. Yeah. We all have a vibe, whether it's, you know, some people are authoritative, some people are like, oh my God, he's so funny. Oh my God, he's so party-ish or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I've always found you to be very endearing and oh, very in, and 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 very inviting. Thank and, you. And um, very contradictory to most people who that you typically meet in New York. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and it, I, I've always got this impression of you that you always inspire to 
enlighten yourself mm. and that you're on this journey and you want to bring people along it's like you're driving this bus and people can get on the bus or not get on this bus yeah and I've always found that endearing and, and, and very heartwarming well that's like that's like that's very nice of you to say I feel like you're you're you're, you're I feel like I'm less less than much less than that but that, that's nice I mean I just I kind of feel like um, I kind of know who I am, and I'm kind of comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with all that weird. So, like, either you are part of my team or you just aren't, you know. And I'm open to, like, everyone, like, being, like, on the bus or whatnot, whatever you say. Like, I'm open to that, um, and I'm going to keep putting that out there, you know, because I feel like, I feel like to be too cool or to be, like, you know, I feel like sometimes people in New York aren't, aren't warm, and I feel like to cut yourself, cut that warmth off, you're like, you know, you're cutting out all the possibility, you know? I don't know, that's like kind of my aim, It's like keep whatever authenticity or whatever warmth that I have, like keep that alive. I don't know, that's kind of my aim. It's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird at all. I mean, it's, look, I, I think you're. I think you're awesome. And that's Thanks. I think you're awesome. I, I mean, you. You've always been on my periphery. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Respectfully, I've never invaded your like. Hey, Karen, what's up? What's going on? Well, now, so, now we're friends. We're oh yeah. Time. So now all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So now <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm on the bus. You're. Um, you are on the bus officially. Hey, buddy. You let me. You let me talk to you. I think. So um, on one of the questions I always ask the you know anybody that that comes on the show is um, if you were to. Well, this is actually two, so okay. brace yourself. Okay. So the first one is if you could tell if you could talk to yourself from, you know, the the, the young sprightful Karen of ten years ago, mm-hmm. what would you say to her? Um, I would tell myself to let go of as much fear as I possibly could. Like let go of your fear, be be more open. And, and don't be afraid of others. I feel like when I truly started to blossom is when I realized, oh, you have to let people in, you know? So I would, I would love to tell myself to be more open back then and not be closed off. So when you were closed off then, what, what, what do you think that was a byproduct of? I, I think like, I think like I always wanted to be like, um, like liked and like cool and you know part of, part of the group and um, never really felt part of it so I think like I kind of like set myself apart and considered myself a loner or what have you or part someone with a yeah. ab- above ass tattoo that nobody <laughs> else has I don't know I like I just like wasn't uh, like I said, like when I like started college and I felt like a little bit like lacking in life experience, I, I felt like part of that was because I was a little bit closed off to like new experiences. So I would definitely like warn, like, or no, I would invite my younger self to be more open to whether whether that be to new people or to trying new things or because I felt like that only started to like open up a little bit during college, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. What's the second part? <laughs> uh, well, this is what we've all we, 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 we've been leading up to. Okay. Uh, this is a question that I ask everybody that comes on the show. 
Um, what is happiness to you right now? I think. B by the way, the the, <laughs> the, 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 the the clanking you guys are hearing is not us. It's actually Leica, the Wonder Dog, who is uh, I don't know what he's doing. He's Happiness is, is definitely something I strive for and I think it's a choice. So happiness is being able to step away from a situation and take a look at what's happening and like put a positive spin on it and move forward. That's happiness for me right now. I like get, I, I get, I feel like every day you get put in front of a bunch of obstacles and you have like, there's always like two choices to make and I always like try to like accept them and turn it around and keep it positive and keep moving forward. How do you carry that weight? What weight? I mean, that, that seems like such a... I mean, what you just described. Yeah. And turning like, everything into something positive. I feel like... I feel like... But I feel like when you turn it around, when you really flip, you make this decision to keep things positive and to like, keep the trajectory moving forward. Like, I feel like you let go a lot of a lot of that. You know, when you make that choice, when you make that decision. So you don't carry it with you. You choose to let it go. And like I'm not saying that I don't like get bogged down or that things like don't weigh on me because they certainly do. But at the end of the day I really try to make that choice like, oh I can like I can laugh at this. I can realize like I try to like keep it like humor like I try to keep like a sense of humor about it. And that really helps. And that really helps me like move through. Like sometimes I get really like bogged down and I, I focus on a lot, like I focus on a lot of things I've done, a lot of things I've said or certain ways I've acted and I like, oh, like, there are those moments where I'm just like, oh, I hate this. Like I can't do this anymore. I can't be me anymore. Like I can't sit in my skin. And then you're like, well, let me just try to persevere. Like, let me just like shovel all the shit like past and like move forward and like keep going. Put on some Counting Crows. I mean, always <laughs> Counting Crows. Oh, I will secretly still listen to the Counting Crows. That's fine. It's like fine. your secret is safe with me <laughs> and everyone else and anybody else listening. Yeah. I'll tell. I'll like, you know, anyone can reach out to me. I'll tell you all the best Counting Crows because <laughs> there are multiple. The worst. I know it's truly bad taste, but hey, they they had their time, and that was like mid, I think mid nineties. Right? Still holds. No, yeah. no one thinks that. Hold it, hold it. <laughs> I heard uh, all the nineties are back now, though. I heard Sola hold uh, Sola Sam's Runaway Train and uh, Dwayne Reed the other day. Is that a Runaway Train never Run coming back? Well, no. you yes, that's it. Is but that you, it? You sing, but he was a little more whiny than what you just did. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like I'm just co purely concentrating on like hitting all those notes. But like, my point so is, right. like, I remember like hating that because like I was into like different, I was like, oh fuck this guy, I'm into like Kurt Cobain. But I'm like, yeah. compare that to now, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll invite, yeah, I'll listen to that now. Sure. But I'm a jaded old man. <laughs> um, you're you're so not that. Karen, how uh, are, I forget? Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter, but I have a very inactive Twitter account. That's okay. So if people wanted to reach out to you, so they just reach out to me or like, you, so just hit, hit, like research you on Facebook or? I'm paperbird underscore underscore on Twitter and I'm paperbird underscore underscore on Instagram. 
It's a lot of underscores. I know, but like. But your your her Instagram is 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 very uh, stellar. I uh, you oh, had nice. this project of ninety nine oh, days. I did a hundred happy days and yeah, I completed it. I, I tried it again the second time and I I gave up. <laughs> because there wasn't enough happiness in the world. I just like had like a string of like four or five bad days, and I was like, "Ugh, nobody on the internet cares." <laughs> I cared. I was, it was inspiring to me. Yeah, I cared. I I did it in what 2014 successfully, 100 posts, and then I tried again in 2015. I I, I got to 66, and I think, and I gave up. Why did you pick 100 though? That's a lofty number. Well, I think that there. I think that this is like an, a thing that other people are doing. I think that that's how I started doing. I saw some people doing that, and I like thought, oh, that's like that's like a little bit of positivity. Like, I think it's a big movement. I think a lot of other people have, have done it. Maybe we it. can mutually do something where it's like four days. Four happy days. <laughs> is that impressive? I don't know. Four happy days. Four happy days. It's like a picture of pizza. Small. Yeah. It's like uh, a picture of a dog. A, yeah. It's like a of picture like, of like an iced coffee. A, a sunset. And like, then like a picture of your dad. An you empty, know? An, an empty like... subway train, car, like, and then that's it. Yeah. Four happy days is an accomplishment. <laughs> I, I, I tr really tried to do a hundred happy And like just that small act of doing something positive was like truly effective on your mental state. It did change something. I mean, it sounds really cheesy, but it like worked. Cheesy. I, I found it very inspiring. Thank you. So I yeah, I wanted to tell you that in person. I found it very inspiring. Thank you. It wasn't my idea. It was someone else's, but I grabbed onto it. You know. Karen, thank you so much thank for being you. on the show. Yeah, this was wonderful. Thank I'm, you so I'm much. I'm glad you had fun. This is the first time we ever sat down and talked. And I know. I it's really great. enjoyed it. Like, you're amazing and awesome and brilliant, and I'm glad I was able to see this to you in this format to oh. people listening in, <laughs> in L.A., in London, in New Zealand, wherever you guys are. Uh, I love you guys listening. Uh, Karen, you're amazing and special and Thanks. super and brilliant. Um, any final words for, from your end? No, I think this was great. Thank you so much. And I uh, uh, look forward to, you know, listening to, to the podcast now that I'm aware that you have the podcast and becoming a fan. Check her out on all those underscores that she just said. And, uh, <laughs> I'll put up links. Touch with you. <laughs> um, really, guys, just uh, thanks for listening. And, you know, part of, you know, the whole podcast is really about you guys. You know, uh, you know, I sit across from Karen and we had this conversation. But you're a part of it, too. You're just on the quiet side. So thank you for, <laughs> for being a part of this uh, conversation. Um, until next time, I bid you adieu. Bodhisattva, go out and do good in the world. Thanks, guys.